Right, now's the time in the show where we take a quick commercial break to recognize one of the phenomenal phenom- All right, now's the time in the show where we take a quick break to recognize one of the phenomenal Phenomenal. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now All right, now's the time in the show where we take a quick break to recognize one of the phenomenal. phenomenal. It's it's phenomenal, guys. These are pieces of shit. Phenomenal enamel. Come down. Guys, we can't come on get down paid. to Walmart. They are going to foreclose on my house if we don't read this commercial, please. Phenomenal. wife's sister in Baltimore and I'd never been to Baltimore and I didn't expect much out of it but there was this Afghan restaurant they just serve blankets yes they serve blankets they big just, warm, big warm. <laughs> the food was outrageous it was so good it was like Greek Italian and like Indian food just got together and just created amazing cuisine it's like Afghan food Yes, it's like Af- uh, yeah. Well, that's exactly. <laughs> and I just assumed I was like, well, if they got an amazing one here in Baltimore, Maryland, then there's got to be several in New York. Nope. People from New York historically, especially over the last decade or two decades or so, have not been too kind to Afghan. Oh yeah, and this Afghan restaurant people. had been around like since probably like 15 years before the the, the never never more never anymore. Well, this got fun. <laughs> Well, welcome back to Versus. It's the only game show where whoever has the most points at the end wins. I'm your game master. Today I'm joined by Malachi Nimmons and John Moreno. Hello. What's up, everybody? I hope you're keeping it right, keeping it tight. (laughs) Malachi, picture this. Sicily, 1921. Italy is quickly spiraling into fascism and you only have one chance to stop it. You've been sent back in time as an elite commando in Joe Biden's time squad. President Biden has given you strict orders to stop Benito Mussolini's rise to power, but you cannot kill him. How are you going to stop the rise of fascism and set the world on a timeline that will eliminate one of Hitler's most powerful allies? Just cut off the supply of tomato sauce, man. (laughs) (laughs) Cut him where it hurts the worst. That tomato sauce, baby. You no pasta until you do what I want you to do. So I know I was loud, but so you got to be aggressive with Italians because they're loud as fuck, man. So you got to be sure. louder with them. John, picture this. Sicily, 1921. You are Benito Mussolini. One of your top advisors has just informed you of a plot from the future to undermine the fascist movement in Italy. How are you going to stop Malachi, foil his plot, and ensure that Italy becomes the global superpower it was destined to become? I'm a Benito Mussolini, <laughs> and uh, I have a new proposal for all of Italy. We are making book club, and you have to read that one book a week. You get free pizza from Pizza Hut. Salad bar off limits, but personal pie for you. We do this for you. You do this for Italy. We become fascists. We take over the world. <laughs> John's ultimate fascist idea is just the the idea about how you used to be able to just get to just get a free pizza for reading a a book. I would do almost anything for free pizza. (laughs) It's a really it's a really fucking compelling point. Mussolini sounded Russian as fuck, man. Round one. We're going to do a eulogy. John and Malachi, it's a sad day. It seems that the local madman who is best known for screaming obscenities at the local pigeon population while standing shirtless on top of a bucket has died of his wounds. How did he sustain those wounds? <laughs> Tough to say. The local community board has asked you two to deliver the eulogy at his frankly poorly attended funeral, and here we are 
Hey, everybody, we did it. <laughs> Finally, I told you, if you just wrap up rat poison in chunks of meat and leave it near him like you would a dog, he'll eat that eventually. I, and thank you so much for no one calling help as he laid in the street in agonizing pain for four days until he finally closed his eyes and went to his final resting place where he is now able to annoy other people who are already dead to their second death. No one will miss you, you smelly turd. We had a closed casket funeral for you because you smell so bad we couldn't keep it open. Good riddance, and I hope wherever you are now is worse than when you were here. Only in New York, am I right, folks? Malachi leaves the stage. John is pushed on by the local community board. Malachi's a murderer. <laughs> I mean, I he he just admitted that he murdered that man by poisoning him, by putting <laughs> rat poison in meat and leaving it around. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, like, judge him too hard, but, I mean, he's a mur- is someone going to call the police? I didn't say I did it. I said we did it. It was a plan. It was a community effort. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't implicate me, man. I had nothing to do with it. Everybody in the community agreed and signed a piece of paper that we were all going to collectively kill this individual. Give me that piece of paper. There is no piece of paper that was signed. The community board behind Malachi holds up a large petition Holy that seems to have shit. a lot of signatures on it. Why didn't you just do what normal cities do and, like, disappear him and make him, like, go somewhere else? We did. You know? We did disappear him. the police him. to come and, and just move him somewhere where rich people don't have to look at him. We did disappear him. It was just just a very public, agonizing four-day disappearance, and now we're holding a funeral for some <laughs> odd reason. Instead of just putting him in the ground, like I suggested, give him a dog's funeral. Christ almighty. The pigeons fly off into the sun. And then they form a giant pigeon, and we find that the man <laughs> had been protecting the town all this time. And instead of celebrating him as the hero he was, we murdered him in the streets with rat poison. All right, well done, both of you. 250 points each. Round two. This one's called Tripping Balls. John, Malachi, remember how right before we began recording, I made you guys drink that strange-tasting liquid? Well, unbeknownst to you, those delicious little drinks were full of a heavy dose of lysergic acid, street name LSD, which should be kicking in right about now. All right, this is great. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> You two are tripping balls, and now you're going on your spirit quests. Your spirit guides appear in front of you. They are animals. What kind of animals appear in front of you? It's a parakeet with baby legs, though. So it's got baby legs and diapers, so it it has to crawl everywhere. Where is it leading you? Where are you going? There's a path made of Milky Way wrappers leading down to the basement of my house. Uh, It turns into a tunnel that's obviously too small for me to go in, but I'm walking towards it anyway. With the confidence! Of someone, of someone who is running for president, and the most recent poll show, he's up by 99% with one county yet to be counted. And in that county only lives how many people? 11. No way he's losing this vote. Wow, this is amazing. It just showed Malachi that he was going to be the president of the United States one day by a huge yeah. margin, by the way. Congratulations. Yeah, biggest victory of, of all time, man. <laughs> Johnny, what kind of spirit animal are you seeing? I'm on a desert, and I'm laying on a dune, and it's nighttime, and the moon is also the sun, and I'm pregnant, <laughs> and I'm giving birth, and I give birth... And my spirit animal is a cat, but the spirit animal is also me. And there's also a thousand of my spirit animals. And I realize that they all represent different aspects of myself. Myself as a man, myself as a son, myself as a husband, and myself as a father giving birth to myself, which is also a cat. (laughs) 
Well done, both of you. I think that's amazing. 250 points to each of you. And I think you guys should probably Venmo me like 20 bucks each for – that was essentially a therapy session. So I feel not good. really. Yeah, not really. You don't feel better after that? No, I feel worse after that, really? man. Yeah, he's got the pressures of being a president. To a hole. All right, now it's the time in the show where we take a quick break to recognize one of the phenomenal brand partnerships that make Versus possible. Today's episode is brought to you by Bathtub Toaster. That's right, Bathtub Toaster, the only toaster that's certified bathtub safe by the USDA, the FCC, and the CIA. I used to love to take baths first thing in the morning, but me was always so hungry for a toast. (laughs) Oh, they said, don't have the toaster by the bath. You might electrocute yourself. So I set my mind to work to create the world's first bath-safe toaster. Now I can wake up first thing in the morning, get in my lukewarm tub left over from last night, and push this little lever, ding, and up pops... If you have been injured by a bathtub toaster, has one of your relatives been injured by a bath toaster, then call 1-888-TOASTER-HELP. The bathtub toaster has caused burning, death, bathtub tragedies... And soggy toast. (laughs) If you have experienced any of these ailments, then call now. A telephone professional who is good at talking on the phone will take your information and we will get back to you absolutely. (laughs) Have you been deathed in a bathtub by a toaster box? Then come on down to Lawyers for Toasters. The number is 1-888-HELP ME. That was amazing, guys. Bathtub Toaster. I don't know if they're going to exist as a company for much longer, but uh, frankly, if they do, I think that commercial is going to be really great. They're going to be super happy with that. All right, round three. It's an interrogation for this game. Wait a second. Who got points? Oh, you both get 100 for that. All right. All right, round three is called interrogation. For this game, one of you is going to be the interrogator and the other is going to be a suspect. The interrogator will throw out some details about the suspect's crime. The suspect has to incorporate those into their confession. Malachi, you're the interrogator. Johnny, you're the suspect. All right, John, this is a pretty open and shut case. We have you on video walking into the house and murdering the family of four. We're not even here to get a confession from you or anything like that. (laughs) I I know you did it. Why don't you just tell us how everything happened? happened that you murdered an entire family of four in cold blood i absolutely did not do it i didn't and you're just saying that because you think we all look alike let's go to this tiktok that says john moreno all the other tiktoks up until today's were just you doing the applebee's dance until today when you tiktok yourself murdering an entire family of four i don't even have tiktok uh, the only thing i have is that tiktok riff off that instagram does and i don't even post on it tiktok Tack, whatever that is. That's what it was. It was tack talk. Yeah, so I'm going to say that the tack talkers did it, and that some other white person that happens to be 5'11 with blonde hair, blue eyes, uh, and a goatee that can only be described as uh, predatorial. <laughs> um, was the one who did it. So you just got to find that other person. Yeah, it was definitely you. Uh, you just described yourself to a T. It makes us really happy that <laughs> Look, your self-descriptive abilities are t- top-notch. I can tell you with 100% 
certainty that you yesterday between the hours of 5 and 10 o'clock, I was not at the Smith family residency stabbing the entire family until they all died. That was exactly how it happened. And you know what? That was the weirdest <laughs> part of it. The weirdest part of it was we were like, why does he just kill them all at once and then leave? You killed one per hour from 5 to 10 p.m. and then spent the last hour eating some big ziti they had in their refrigerator. <laughs> the worst part was you said, hey, how come there's no sausage in this baked ziti? That's how I like mine. And nobody answered, so you went over to the dead mother and started to open her mouth and doing the voice for her. And you were like, hey, there's some sausage in the freezer if you check it there. We were going to have it for breakfast, but you could cook that up and throw it in your ziti. So you went to the refrigerator, opened up the freezer, saw the sausage in there, and cooked it, chopped it up, and put it in your baked ziti and ate it in front of the dead family before 10 p.m. It was pretty presumptuous of me to think just because that they were Italian that they would have all of the ingredients necessary for a baked ziti in their kitchen, but they did, and it was delicious. You made them all say goodbye <laughs> to you. You moved their mouths and said, goodbye, John. Thanks for killing us today. Before you left, that was unnecessary. It was a gruesome crime. I thought I was being polite. I didn't do it. It was incredibly <laughs> polite. It was. It was incredibly polite. I'll give you that. <sighs> Sounds like an open and shut case, honestly. Uh, but 100 points to each of you. That was really great. Good God, that was a spicy episode of Versus. You know who the winner is? It's it a tie. Millionaires. Oh, yeah. They're the only winners in this world, bro. But that, yeah, no, seriously, in this game, I think it's a tie. That's very first upsetting. Tie game. The first tie game ever. That's very upsetting that you reminded us that no matter what we do, millionaires always win. Well, it's just kind of like the cherry on top. You guys are the winners of Versus, both of you today. I'm going to wow. say with 100% certainty that neither one of us will ever be a millionaire. You guys want to look at some babies? Yeah, mm. look at my portfolio, son. I'm close. That baby looks like it understands that its parents just told it that they were getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this baby... This baby's so sad because it's remembering the terror that it just went through before it was born. That is the actual look a baby gives you when you steal candy from it. Yeah. Oh, God, that is an angry baby. That yeah. baby is mad it was born. Yeah, look at that. If that baby was an adult making that face, I'd punch it in the face. If that baby was a baby making that face, I'd punch it in the face. <laughs> uh, that's the kind of baby that you actually would go up to the stroller and go, how do you like that baby? Yeah, this is one of those babies when they're describing it, they're like, oh, it has a good personality. Do you do that to babies? I mean... If it's ugly enough? I fantasize about it. I've never done it in real life. Hands up, baby. <laughs> it's the black one. You guys can't see it. It's a black baby. 